0: This is the Intentional Disruption podcast. I'm your host, Mike Demo. Today, I wanted to share lessons from my time teaching a fifth grade class. The curriculum provided by Junior Achievement. If you're not aware of Junior Achievement, they've been around it's about a hundred years, and in the current iteration, they're teaching kids to be prepared to excel post-high school into careers. I purposely chose the fifth grade class so that I could have some more in-depth conversations. The fifth grade curriculum involved our nation. It involved entrepreneurship, business ownership, competitiveness on a global marketplace, and I felt that that would be a very good place for me to start and provide value to them. So how does the process work? This was done through my broker-dealer that I cleared through, and uh, they needed volunteers to do it. I figured I haven't done an in-person training for, geez, got to be two years now. So, good experience to teach 25 fifth graders the content. In hindsight, I needed another three hours of prep for this, which is actually pretty wild because I spent a good four hours on prep to do this one day of training, but When you haven't done something before and it's not your content, it's hard to get everything right the first time. And that's one of the things when you look at teachers, they do fantastically. It's being able to control the room and control the tempo and the pace of the plan. We go through the introductions and tell them a little bit about myself it was obviously the week of Veterans Day and the Marine Corps birthday. So introduced how I'd spend some time doing that, how I'd run a business, run a business into the ground, and then am running a successful business. I did all that because I wanted to be able to tell them that it's not just, hey, I ran a business and I made millions of dollars and life was sweet the entire way. And I didn't want them to get that opinion because later on in the coursework, I had to explain how businesses price items and the risk premia that is attached to entrepreneurship and they were very fascinated with some of the you know, top line numbers and all the other stuff that we talked about. But I broke it down to them the same way I break down for my clients. So when I'm talking about my fee or as a business owner, your fee with your client, it's really about value. And one of the first exercises we did, it sounds so... <laughs> In hindsight, it sounds a little bit cheesy, but it was in the book, so we did it. Um, The value of a pencil. Now, thankfully, with my son Ryan, I have some books uh, called The Tuttle Twins. And one of those books is called The Miraculous Pencil. So I am extremely spun up on what it takes to make a pencil. So I was able to leverage a lot of what I talk with my two-year-old about for this fifth-grade class. And we go through, so we did a pencil and we did a water bottle. And the exercise is pretty interesting. So on your desk, as you're sitting there, write down two items that you have and what you would sell them for. And I did the water bottle first, and I got a couple people give answers, and there was a range from $8 to $25 dollars which was helpful for a lot of the other trainings that we did throughout the day. So we asked starting at the low end. We asked so why why would you sell that bottle for $8? And apologies for the stutter, I was removing the kid's name mentally. So I'd sell this bottle because, you know, it's used. Um, but I like the way that it looks, and I think it holds water well. It was the crux of how it was explained to me. So, guard, sweet, but that's a great answer. So, put up the features and, you know, what it does for them. And we worked our way up to the $25 bottle. And some of the kids were in disbelief, but one of the kids had an interesting insight. I was like, well, it's got my brand name. Go. Like, oh, all right. Tell me a little bit more, my man. So he explained you know, if I've had this bottle endorsed by me or my friend who's hella cool, then, you know, it's worth more because people will want it. What he was talking about is aspirational marketing, which is a fascinating thing that some people can see what's being done to them. So that was pretty cool. But one of the kids had a bottle that's actually made pretty decently. So we talked about the features and everything else. This ended up being the $25 bottle. And it was, you know, nice. I had a little bit more features. But the kid didn't sell it as much as just say, Hey, here's what it is. And this is what it's worth. So I went back to talking a little bit about you know the entrepreneurship journey and building value for your client. So we started talking about what if this bottle came with a guarantee that whatever happens to it, we've got your back, and if there's a problem, we'll replace it. No questions asked. It's all good. Would that make this bottle more valuable to you because you know that you wouldn't you wouldn't have to make this purchase more than once and the answer was yes as a side note i got started in you know independent sales and marketing with cutco cutlery the price for the <coughs> we call it the uh, the basic set uh, if john rossman's listening he'll get a chuckle out of that but we called it the basic set because it was the least number of pieces you needed to have the right tool for the job for basically everything you would do in your kitchen. That piece costs, I think it's $1,200 now, $1,400, somewhere in that range. Individual items go for around 100 bucks, and they're fantastic. All of mine are basically almost 20 years old at this point. still use them every day. And there's... More advanced sets for people that enjoy cooking and doing, you know, more custom things, baking, whatever have you, that come in over $2,000. But it's the only time in your life you'll ever have to make that purchase because they're guaranteed forever. And that's something that we brought back into this water bottle conversation. If you never had to, be worried about this purchase again. Would you do it? Even if it costs 50% more than the competition? Absolutely. Why? Peace of mind. Quality. The guarantee. And that was a very interesting takeaway for those kids. Especially when I compared to, say, a Walmart. You know, would you want your products sold in Walmart. Oh, well, they'd sell a ton of them. Well, true. But let's break down the cost. So we took the pencil from the pencil example, because it was like a dollar, and we broke down what it actually cost. Well, you need the raw equipment. Call that 25 cents out of the dollar. You need people to make it, and those people have to be able to feed their families. so we need to pay them a fair wage. So... Whatever that number is. We got down to the point where there was only about 30 cents left um, out of this dollar pencil. And that's when I hit them with the fun government taxes and took half of that money. It should have been a little bit more. And you should have seen their face. Like, what? Like, yeah, government government gets their cut, too. Don't Don't worry about that. So 15% was probably light, but I didn't want to scare them too much. And that left 15 cents for the entrepreneur. Sweet. Great. And then I asked the question, well, what if nobody buys that pencil? Oh, well, the entrepreneur, he doesn't get the 15 cents. It's like, no, he doesn't get the whole dollar. And that's the risk in the risk and reward conversation. That's why business owners, entrepreneurs make more money than the rest of the people in their company because the risk is on them. If their business doesn't produce, they don't eat. And that's the difference between somebody that signs the front of a check and somebody that signs the back of the check. Which led us into the conversation about do you want to be an employer or an employee? So pretty pretty good segue. And I'm sharing these stories with you because there's a lot of relevance to your business. That conversation around the value proposition of your offer. That's something that you deal with every day, whether you know it or not. And I'm explaining this to fifth graders, and how it works. The value proposition is the most important part of what you have. Now, granted, there's a conversation, well, do you have a quality product? But even if you don't, it's just a matter of where you need to price it for the value. But having something that's compelling in the marketplace is a very important thing. So what else did we talk about with these kids? We talked about STEM careers and I might have mentioned that the only careers you really should have to go to college for are not even STEM careers, because with things like the Khan Academy and the Internet, you can learn all this stuff. But we talked about how math and engineering fit into everything else, and this will be the last story I tell from this. There was an exercise inside of the book that had something to do with a paper airplane. It wasn't explained well. The high payoff of the activity wasn't explained well. So I said to hell with it, and I'm going to have a little bit of fun because I can't sit down for hours at a time, and I know these kids can't either. So I gave them the page in the book that shows how to fold an airplane. And I told them that there would be a prize for that. And oh, what's the prize going to be? Well, there'll be something for the winner. Because I didn't really know what I could give them. I don't know what the rules are on that. Well, what do you get for second place? You don't. There's one winner. And they looked at me a little bit weird. I was like, well, no. There's one winner. That That's how it works in the world. And it was interesting because one of the kids looked over at me. He had his... um. League's soccer trophy On his desk Well it turns out Everybody in his league Got that exact same trophy So it might have seemed a little bit weird That I told him that only one person Gets something Ironically One of the kids at his table Was the one that did get that one thing So I had them build the airplane And this was really cool The teacher uh, She let this shenanigans fly Uh, What I asked her to do We'll see which one would go the furthest. So she cleared the hallways out and she would take the kids two at a time to go shoot their shot, as it were, with their paper airplane. And it was interesting how some kids picked up on it and understood the assignment and some weren't able to spatially understand how things came together. And it was very interesting for me because I was always on the higher achieving side of whether it was math, science, reading, comprehension, whatever it was, um, even though I didn't do my homework, I was that dude as far as execution went. And it was interesting when, given the ability to use the creativity, a lot of people couldn't execute it. And I'm not sure... Why that is, I mean, heck, by fifth grade, I think we were building planes that could do, like, three different loops and all sorts of wild stuff. Maybe that's not a part of the gig nowadays that people have, you know, iPhones and stuff, but it was interesting to me because I didn't give any instruction on how to do it. There was a page... And it showed you how to build an airplane. Full disclosure, it's not the way that I build an airplane. But that's okay. It was just an example of if you do these things, you will execute an airplane. Do it that way or build it however you want to. It's up to you. And one of the kids, the one that won actually, built his airplane the same way I did. Matter of fact, he beat me by, it was like a good 10 feet. So his... uh. His toss game was stronger than mine, um, and I'd had the conversation when we came back in. Why did this? Why did this guy win? Like, oh, he built a better airplane. Like, it's possible. What are some other reasons? He threw it better. Very possible. You see, success isn't just being excellent at one thing. Did he have a very good airplane? Yes, he did. Did he have a very good toss game? He did. So you want to be a specialist when it comes to your niche in the marketplace. But you have to be well-rounded on a couple other things inside of your business, that's probably true too. A lot of the people that I help are specialists in their field. And what I help them do is become more well-rounded around all the other things. Now, as I think of the people that I am currently serving, they're very good at engineering the airplane. Their toss game is a lot of what we work on. And what does that equate to in actual business terms? So in real business terms, they're very good at their trade. Medical, construction, logistics, name a thing. But the ancillary pieces to delivering that service are the areas where they need optimization. And that's where I come in to help because that also happens to be my zone of genius. So there's a synergy there where they're the visionary. They know how to build the airplane. I'm the implementer and I know how to make the plane fly. And it's interesting that that nugget came out of talking about a paper airplane, but it doesn't make it any less relevant. Most business owners that I know are very good at building the airplane. Where they need help is flying the airplane. So it goes as far as they possibly can. I guess at 19 minutes, it's a shameless plug. If you have any questions on what that process looks like, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, growthdelta.com. I've got some information on there for you. Um, This is the hardest sales pitch in the history of podcasts, as you can tell. But I share all that with you because we're going into the end of the year and a lot of people already have their 2023 goals. If you haven't started that process, it's time to start looking at what can you do to make a massive impact in your business to not only survive 2023, but to thrive in 2023. I'm your host, Mike Demo. As I mentioned, you can reach out to me, growwithdelta.com. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook, Mike Demo. Pretty easy to find. And if you do me a favor, right now we're in the top 10% of podcasts. If you found value in this, do me a favor and leave a rating. If you didn't find value in this, also leave me a rating. It'd be really helpful to let me know what you found helpful and what you didn't find to be as helpful. That way I can continue to bring you good value and help you to grow and scale your organization and have the best year ever in 2023. Have a great day.